You're listening to Metal and High Heels, the official podcast from the magazine about metal, lifestyle, and entertainment. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Metal and High Heels podcast. Um, my name is Pia. I am here today with... Hi, I'm Kiki. <laughs> and we have special guests today. Um, we're here with Sophia and Sam from the band Season of Ghosts. Hello. Hello, girls. It's so great to be here. Hello, hello. Nice to be here. It's great to be here again, we have to say, because... <laughs> <laughs> Due to some technical problems, <laughs> cover yeah. an entire episode if we said the whole story. Yes. <laughs> so let's hope the best for the second try um, to record this episode. And thank you so much for taking the time to record this a second time with oh, us. Likewise, likewise. Sorry for the train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you've been guests before in this podcast, um, just before you released the A Leap of Faith album. That's true. Um, yeah, you came here to tell us something about that. And I think I talked a lot and Kiki didn't talk that much. So <laughs> today it'll be the other way around, I think, because um, we have a different topic today. We will talk about live streaming for bands. And that's, yeah, since Kiki does a lot of stuff on Twitch and everything, that's obviously her topic. And I will mm. just ask some stupid questions in between. <laughs> Your questions are, the are best always questions. nice. So I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, yeah. So, so, Kiki, let's jump into the topic. Mm -hmm. Yes. Dive um, into the topic, I think. this And this is going to be kind of a <laughs> déjà vu. <laughs> um, since, yeah, we already tried to try to record this. It's okay. Second time's the charm, for in our case. Yes. Um, and so, how about we just start there at the beginning? Um, how did you start streaming? How long have you been streaming, actually? Okay, so we've been streaming for um, a handful of years, but it was just not that organized as a weekly kind of feature. Um, so we were doing it like once a month or twice a month, depending, um, and on various different platforms. But for one, for the past year, I would been live streaming weekly on YouTube. Uh, that's the platform of our choice. Um, I felt that it was it was the best option for us at the time, considering our targets. Uh, mm -hmm. So we, we chose uh, YouTube. And um, in the beginning, we said, okay, um, we will scale back at some point somewhere in, in the summer. But eventually people asked us to keep going. And um, they were the reason why we, we, we kept uh, doing it again and again. Because I was like, okay, yeah, people are going to get bored and or we are going to get bored and we don't want to do it anymore but eventually uh, the the guys they reshaped uh the entire um experience and they they even uh gave us a title um we were naming it like live stream blah 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 so they, they told us because we, we tend to fight too much uh while we are in front of the camera like and and pulling pranks on each other or roasting each other um, they, they, the, the fans named it bickering with Sam and Sophia. And I'm like, oh, that's actually a legitimate title. So that's how the, um, our live stream is called. Be pissed. That's it. No, you make me pissed. Everyone knows who makes who pissed. Mm, let's, let, let's make it, uh, take it to public vote next time. Yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> I'm gonna make a poll and roast you 100%. You're gonna regret it. Ah, okay. Sounds like a lot of fun. Um, yeah, well, sometimes we bicker too much and that's not too much fun. But yeah, normally, you know, when, when you keep it on a normal level, it's, uh, it's, it's nice and funny and um, games. And you were just saying that you uh, consciously uh, chose YouTube mm -hmm. for as your live streaming outlet. Um, can you tell me more about how, what came into that decision? Mm -hmm. um, so essentially, um, most people, most people, um, they are uh, treating YouTube uh, more like a dump uh, of video material. Uh, whereas uh, YouTube is a social media. And I believe the platform has made a statement by creating the community posts and the community feature uh, that you can actually post status updates, uh, status updates uh, along with pictures or small videos for your community. Exactly. What? I think it's the second biggest social media. I'm not sure who is the, the biggest one right now with TikTok uh, in the game. Yeah, um, but definitely uh, people usually treat, and I used to treat um, back in the day, uh, YouTube more like um, a, a dumping thing, like um, a kind of a storage room for video material. But um, I do not believe that's the correct approach. So we, we try to uh, make the channel more engaging and uh, invite more people in because we... Uh, you know, definitely need a development and higher numbers. Uh, so we chose YouTube because we also like the formats, the the horizontal, as opposed to, for example, Instagram that uh, offers the vertical thing, uh, which I, I believe is great for fast catch-ups or for an occasional additional live stream. But uh, if it's a recurring thing, it felt better for me and more user-friendly, like uh, the, the the back office. Uh, the, the dashboard that is offered to users um, is much better on YouTube. So, yeah, for all of these reasons, uh, we picked uh, YouTube as opposed to something else. But as always, we like to keep ourselves informed and uh, we're happy to assess something else for the future. For me, it was instead uh, out of, you know, it was um, purely out of strategic reasons um mm -hmm. it was um yeah you know it was a goal-oriented decision and uh, we have specific goals in mind and then we keep assessing what we want to do every few months and although we are very busy in our lives we you know we we reassess and then we go ahead do you want to share can i may i ask about those goals exactly because it's really interesting to me. I just learned uh, yesterday in the first attempt um, of recording this podcast that you two are digital digital marketers as well. Yeah. And so I think that a lot of bands out there might uh, get a lot of value out of this kind of conversation in um, realizing how important it is to actually have um, goals set that you can then uh, follow. Yeah, absolutely. All, um, although it might seem, you know, if you go and see, for example, my social media, you know, it's, you know, I don't post very much. It's uh, purely because I'm super busy. But 
Um, for example, Sophia, she's very good. She's keeping up. But I'm helping you know, in the background, uh, for example. I'm the responsible for the campaigns and the SEO of the band. So I'm checking and controlling. Okay, now we're making a new website. So there you go. Um, Ooh, that's so awesome. my, I am the responsible for um, taking care of the keywords, validating the keywords and, and checking what kind of uh, campaigns we want to do, what kind of audience we want to do, uh, the target. So we see, so, so let's say that we have decided on focusing on YouTube. So we upload, uh, we decide on how many videos we want to produce in X amount of time. And we say, okay, these are our goals. We want to grow this amount of uh, XX, let's say, followers or, you know, funds, because this is for us, it's going to be funds. Um, we were trying to, make, you know, bring in um, engaging funds. So we're going to do live streams. We're going to try to make them become subscribers as well, so that we have also uh, sending e-blasts. And um, and we're also trying, you know, now we're, we're making a new website and as well, you know, I'm taking care of uh, campaigns. So I'm doing Google Ads and doing other things like this. Um, you know, it's a, a more deep topic, but, you know, this is what we are trying to do. Uh, well, it, it doesn't have to be that complicated uh, because that's that's a very corporate approach there. Sorry, I, <laughs> I mean, for a musician that really needs to get the basics together uh, to put two and two together um it's just oh okay just in case yeah. uh you, you hear me distorted just tell me and i will i will stop shouting yeah <laughs> okay yeah some death metal screams please yes <laughs> that would be nice so um so like i said it doesn't have to be um so detailed especially for a musician who is trying to put two and two together and they are the only ones working on the band or they might not possess uh the the appropriate skill uh so it's it's mostly like to wrap it up for you. Uh, it's mostly about um, having a calendar and and m making a simple um, form of planning and um, sticking to it. Because if you don't stick to it, you, you need to be consistent. So consistency is the number one for me. Even mm -hmm. if you don't possess the skills of a marketing manager, you don't need to, you're a musician. But you need to be consistent and you need to um, constantly be trying to find ways to improve and to automate your processes. Uh, so uh, the end result will end up being more high quality and more engaging. And uh, therefore, it will reap more uh, results and more people coming in. And something very valuable is understand what you want to do. Don't try to imitate others. Be original because this is what you are there to sell, okay? Let's, at the end of the day, you are selling something, um, mm -hmm. seeing from a business point of view, you're right? Um, yes. So be original, do all, from the other side, you know, you are doing, you know, art. So this is how you're gonna transmit your art. You're gonna come across being original. So people, this is how they are gonna buying in. Um, so, so be original. And do you know, and have a vision, and this is how you're going. People are going to come, through, you know, through. 
And that is what a marketing strategy is. And uh, I think there was a lot of information and it, it was very valuable information. I think um, we can make it a little easier to understand and a little easier to, or, or more structured so that it's more understandable as well. Mm -hmm. um, you were summarizing it very well, Sam, in the end with all of the, you know, in the end, of course, music is art, but the goal should be to put it out there and to reach more and more people, right? And to be able to keep making that art, it's always a good thing to drive some income from it and sell um, soap. The goals for your marketing strategy could be things like selling more merch or more albums or um, having people uh, use or, or listen to your music on streaming services more and more so you get more royalties from it. Mm -hmm. um, but those are the goals that you have to have set for yourself in order to measure those results afterwards and see what is working and or what strategies are working and what other and and those that aren't as well mm -hmm. um sam you you also mentioned um search uh, like seo search engine optimization and i think that's how we go back to youtube because youtube works actually like a search engine right so youtube because they're from Google, obviously, has been refined to be very, um, to work like Google, to work like a, like a search engine. So it's, it's also important to, to uh, have good titles for your videos, which is why Bickering with Sam and Sophia is just like perfect. It's unique. It has uh, charisma and also um, the, the essence of what you're doing and what you mentioned Sophia as well is super important to have something consistent to know that people can expect to see you every Saturday was it yeah and yeah. um and I guess that's how uh, they can rely on seeing you every Saturday and that's mm. how they will come back and also recommend your show to to their friends, right? <laughs> sure. And by consistent, I mean, like, even if it's not a, a recurring show, uh, which at some point can become flat and boring, like I said, so you, you need to know which battles to pick. You need to pick wisely. Uh, so you can still be consistent by uploading uh, any type of material, as long as you keep renewing the same way you're renewing your Twitter and you're posting um, new material on there like every day or three times a week or wherever you do, um, mm -hmm. people are going to follow you and are going to anticipate your posts. But if, for example, I appear one time in December and then you see me again on, I don't know, February, you're going to say, hmm, yeah, that person, you know, maybe I will not follow them anymore because they never, they are never online. So we mm -hmm. cannot hang out together. So it's sort of a hangout, the social media. You know, that's supposedly the essence and the core of uh, the, the meaning social media. So we cannot socialize if you're not around. If you don't come to the club, we cannot drink together. We cannot, I don't know, yeah. um, you know, say cheers. <laughs> so <laughs> why the hell should I bother sending you a message to meet, you know? Yes. So that's how... That, that's how it goes. And the same is uh, for YouTube. So you can stay consistent in many different ways. Yeah. And we are all in the very businessy side of things today. And I, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> You're so also in marketing, you said. Yes. I also work at a work in, uh, as a content creator, actually. Amazing. Um, that's fantastic. But uh, yeah, also from the perspective of a, of a 
marketing strategist and uh, yeah social media is also what uh, what i what i work in a lot and um this is obviously very interesting for for me because um i i have always wanted to support uh the bands that i like which mm. was one of the reasons why i started uh or or what I why I went into music journalism as a thing. Mm-hmm. We were just talking about music journalism in the last episode and mm-hmm. um we we talked about our motivations in the in the last bit of the episode and it was super interesting to know that um Pia shares with me that like curiosity to yes. want to ask these kinds of questions. <laughs> and also this is super interesting to me, right? Because it's it's of course getting to know you better as musicians that I like and also from the business side of things that uh it's it's really cool to know that you that you have put so much thought in this into yes. everything. Yeah. There is so much more than just the music. So music is the most important thing, obviously, but When you have a band, you do so much more than just composing and playing music. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting to get to know. Yeah, well, the, to to be honest, there are still a bunch of um, musicians that refuse to admit that. But that's a that's another long conversation <laughs> for <laughs> another time. Yeah, I think it's always their choice what they want to achieve. So if you want to be super famous and you say no I don't want to do anything else than playing music well that just won't work but if you just say um I have a day job and everything and I'm just fine with playing a concert every now and then in the bar on the other side of the road then it's fine then you don't have to do all this other stuff this yeah thing. well I mean if you don't want to do this other stuff uh, you better have a very deep pocket <laughs> Yeah, like to to delegate and to hire people to do those things for you, and you cannot yes. even be sure that they're gonna do them correctly, or they're gonna work in your best interest. Or, like Pia said, you have to be prepared to just play occasionally at the pub. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and all of those are valid choices, right? Yeah. Everybody has different dreams and different yeah. goals, and uh, that's no um, judgment. Exactly. We just, I think, it's just a very it's a it's a cool thing to do to give people more more knowledge of how to achieve those goals and that's something that we're doing today here with this uh, with this episode and that's um really exciting to me <laughs> the question that just popped up in my mind is um what equipment do you need to do live streaming like you're doing now because you also sometimes play acoustic shows in your um in your youtube show so Yeah, what kind of technology do you use? What kind of equipment? We play two two kinds of shows, to be honest. So we have acoustic shows, or like now we have. Okay, now we plug a random microphone in. Um, otherwise, we have a professional one. Um, we have you know a normal audio card, an external audio card, and um, we plug a microphone, a professional microphone, and uh, and and there you go. And uh, we have a streaming device we, which we plug to. Uh, the laptop and this gives us the op- opportunity to to you know to stream directly and uh, and give a full you know HD signal. And how about the electric one? And uh, uh, then we have also the the SLR uh, connected to the streaming device. What is an SLR? An SLR it's the 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 camera, Sophia. The the Nikon uh, is um, how do you call it? A camera. Uh, 
but it's just a camera. Photography. And it's a photo camera, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. It's a that can also uh, make camera. videos. Yeah, you can also take videos. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so and then well, that's how we do the acoustic and the relaxed version. Otherwise, we have when we do the electric version, which we don't usually have. We don't keep it. We just do. Uh, um, just you come, you watch the show, and then we put it as private. Um, and then what? when we do the electric show, what do you mean you come and you... people come to oh, see the is... show and then, you know, we put yeah, it okay, private. But this doesn't have to do with the, how you're plugging things in. Uh, anyhow, I'm just explaining <laughs> the difference between the two shows. Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> That's <laughs> fine. Inserting random information. <laughs> okay. I'm being very detailed. Okay. We want all the information. That's perfect. Yes. Okay. So sorry, guys. <laughs> what about the wiring? The wiring is okay. We have an, an audio card which is an eight channel, and um, and from there, then it is the same system. From the eight channel, um, then we connect to a mixer and two mixers. One mixer goes to Sophia, so she can hear and receives the what we get musically. So I have a camper. With for guitar and Paolo goes into his Mac. What is a Kemper? A Kemper is a profiler. They, they are Germans. You know, they they, they come from Germany. <laughs> yeah, but not everybody knows what. Okay, a Kemper is. profiler is um, a, it's a rig simulator for guitars. You know, so you can really? customize anything you want, and it's very very comfortable if you tour because you don't need to um, bring any head with you, guitar heads, and have a case or. So you just bring this thing with you, your own sound. your own sound anywhere on tour and just plug it in and you have your perfect customized sound and that's it. It's you. And thanks to the second mixer, I can connect. Uh, she, uh, by the way, then we have a Mac which provides the keyboards and this goes into the second mixer and that's it. And that's how this enters into YouTube. And yeah, thanks to the second mixer, I can even have my wireless microphone and my in-ear monitors in my living room. <laughs> so that's amazing. Yeah, it's it's, it's a pretty much complete. If you enter in this in the room, basically we 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 look like idiots because we are completely mute. So if someone entered, we we, we are completely pretending, you know, because we are with headphones. So we are like, and but from the other side, it sounds like a real gig. And it's just me shouting at the the paintings on the walls. Yeah, I'm shouting at the paintings on the walls. Like if somebody entered, it would just like who the hell is that hysterical woman shouting at? the pictures and the cats and the carpets. <laughs> so it's just me that produces sound, everybody else doesn't. So it's, it's, a, it's a little easier than it sounds. Um, it definitely needs uh, thorough know-how uh, that Paul, the, our bassist, um, is very proficient in. He really knows how to wire things. Um, it takes a good hour to do all that um and yeah so it takes a good hour to do all that and um but it's definitely possible to have a high quality um live stream both mm -hmm. um as audio and as video you just need to to invest a bit and study a lot <laughs> and that's i'm not going to do that. i'm horrible <laughs> with software indeed you are
so that's perfect um why does one person have to do everything when you can split the duties yeah exactly teamwork makes the dream work they say <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, speaking about sharing duties, <laughs> yesterday we learned that you also designed the merchandise yourself. So I'm jumping a bit now. Maybe we will jump back to the live streaming stuff, but um, that question just appeared on my screen. Yes, uh, yeah, I, I'm also the graphic designer for the band, uh, apart from editing videos. For example, the new videos also we posted, uh, I've have you know edited it, made it, and everything. So yeah, the graphic design and uh, the latest merch I have designed it as well. You know, obviously Sophia was next to me and she was approving. Yeah, these are like it's, it's, <laughs> for example, you know, there is a part which she didn't like, which was the eye, mm -hmm. and but that's my signature. I like those kind of things. For you out there to know, um, Sophia is a dictator <laughs> oh yeah but, yeah that's that's my informal thing i can be i can be a control freak i can be uh lo lots of things and that's that's because i have a very specific vision mm. and yeah, it's all because I, I started this thing uh alone and um so yeah essentially i said the foundations and i don't want it spoiled or changed I, I, I'm happy for it to be enhanced, but yeah, when I see, you know, things that are very off-brand, I will say no. Mm. Mm -hmm. So sorry for interrupting you, Sam. Um, you can just no, go no. ahead with the graphic design. Oh, and... No problem, no problem. Anyway, <laughs> she, she's always around to piss me off, so... And... <laughs> and um, my cat wants to talk to you. That's it. Oi, hello, meow. She uh, missed us. What do you want, Sally? <laughs> she, she wants to eat the plant. <laughs> she, she just licked the microphone. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> that was disgusting, lady. <laughs> you need to sterilize the microphone. <laughs> sterilize the microphone. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I, um, I, I also produced the, the previous artworks for, uh, for the album. For all of the albums. For all the albums, actually. The first one, I didn't like it. I ju I'm just saying it publicly here. I liked it. That was completely um, uncalled for. Anyhow. I liked it. I still like it. Good for you. It's just that they, they screwed us up while printing the album and they printed wrong colors. Um, that's why it looks like more gray than it should have been. We didn't we didn't design it great. It was something very nice. But anyway, whatever. Now it's the second one. I it's managed, it's gone. We managed the project. It was better. Yeah, it's it's fine. <laughs> we learned our lesson. So now for the third one, we have no idea yet um, what the the cover is going to be. Um, but I am. I'm, I'm speaking about the album cover, not about the single. Um, so I'm I'm just brainstorming with myself as stage one and uh, then with Sam as stage two, what it's going to be. I will say it's my band. I'm voting for uh, pictures again, like photographs with a bit of artwork again. No. I think it works better, no. to be honest. But this time it's going to be my face. What? Why yours? Why you put, put your face, put your ass on it instead. It's fine. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. <laughs> we found it, guys. <laughs> Decision made. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's done. Yeah. An artistic nude of Sam's behind. Why not? 
pandemic happened this year, why can, can my ass be on a cover? Everyone's going to buy. Okay, good. Should we go back to the uh, to the streaming a little bit? Yep, absolutely. Because I did want to know, I, or I think it's very important to know about the um, the economics of the streaming. Uh, there are some platforms with the possibility of monetizing the streaming um, more easily. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't really know how that works on YouTube with the live streaming. So do you get any uh, income from your streams? Uh, at this stage, not really, because our it's possible. Yes, they are. we are monetizing the videos. But at this stage, uh, at this stage um, obviously, because we are not viral, you, you need to have a certain level of viral virality. Um, mm -hmm. in order to actually say that, yes, I'm making something out of this. And we're speaking about uh, tens of thousands of views to start seeing some form of return. Mm -hmm. um, so at this stage, we're just getting mere pennies. But yes, it's definitely possible. And Twitch uh, was a leader in this department. And then mm -hmm. others picked up on that. Other platforms like YouTube picked up on that and they started allowing monetizing. So uh, there are bright examples like uh, Matt Heafy um, that uh, is pretty much um, making a, a decent amount of money on Twitch from what I've read, at least. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's a really great example of monetization. But definitely you need to have a specific amount of people and up to start saying uh, that, yeah, it, it's worth, you know. So... Basically, at this stage, uh, we're doing it because we like it and because we we know that people are asking for it and they need it for their mm -hmm. mental health. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's more of an enjoyable community activity for us. Yeah, I was going to say it looks like you are building your community um, through your live streams and keeping it strong. Uh, which is the base for ev for any kind of um, support that you would get from your fans, right? Mm -hmm. That's true. Do you have any other kinds of uh, of crowdfunding, like a uh, or or have you thought about things like Patreon and stuff like that? Ah, that's a very good question. So I've been growing blisters for years uh, after hearing the word Patreon, like for um, uh, for the longest time. And people have been pushing me to get into Patreon, like uh, like artist managers or artist developers and people like that in in the industry. You're not an artist manager. <laughs> you haven't been pushing me. So anyway, but both of us, yeah. So the point is that both of us have been very negative um, towards Patreon for the longest time uh, because you know we learned otherwise, uh, and it's it's kind of a hard pill to swallow for me uh, because it, it sort of feels like I'm begging people for money or that the the most essential thing is that from the moment that you start getting money from people on a monthly basis, you stop being a creator and you start being a service provider and people start being clients. So the client then uh, has the right to call you out and say, look, you're not giving me enough bang for my buck. 
So you're not offering me enough value. So why am I paying you? And if if I hear that or something like that, I'm gonna freak. You know, mm-hmm. so this sort of um, imaginary conversation has been going on in my head for the longest time, and I'm like, uh, not. Have sure you heard maybe that. of any artist that has uh, experienced something like that? No, I do not. I have never heard a story about that. Um, but I'm just imagining because, like, as as a consumer, because I'm very interested mm-hmm. in 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 shopping and marketing and the the transactional relationship between brands or shops, companies with their customer base. Um, From the moment that something becomes subscriptional and something becomes Mm -hmm. um, a monthly contribution, um, then the client, the, the person becomes a client. Therefore, they have rights. They have rights and uh, they have demands. And that okay. sucks. Yeah, I can totally understand that. But I think that Patreon also offers different um, strategies, so to speak. So I know one guy who does a lot of YouTube videos. So he covers pop songs in a metal way and um, publishes that on YouTube. And you can be a Patreon of him and you will pay every time he releases a video. So um then you don't have this situation that people pay on a monthly basis and you just give them nothing back. Mm. Um, but they only pay when you give them something. Okay. I didn't know that it, will, it could be like occasionally to sponsor. Mm. Uh, some. That, that's, uh, that's a great alternative. But I've been having lots of thoughts about it. And... Um, Apart from my completely hardcore position that I just described, that uh, pretty much um, dis- describes what's been going on in my head over the previous years, um, now I started thinking that as long as you're able to stick to a calendar and to stick to a schedule uh, to provide a certain level of value for people, and you have it very well thought out, uh, it might be sort of a fair exchange and people might be willing to support you because um in the beginning when patreon came out everybody was sort of skeptical like me like why the hell should i give you money every month like who are you do i know you so right now uh, many years have passed or several years have passed um and people have been also conditioned to this type of interaction with um content creators and with artists um, and musicians, including musicians. So mm-hmm. uh, they have started to accept that this sort of thing is a legitimate way to support someone like uh, going to their concert and buying their T-shirt, for example. Patreon is a legitimate way, as it has been proven by many, many famous artists out there, uh, including metal artists like Alisa Whiteglass, for example, or, or uh, Charlotte Vessels. Um, and uh, that they are doing very well on Patreon. So uh, people, yeah, people have started to accept and they don't see it as negatively as they used to to see it back then. So yeah, first is that. Uh, and secondly, it's that people have, um, as long as uh, the artist has a very well thought out strategy, like I said, um, you can create a very fair uh, exchange between you and your community. And that is a win-win. 
Yes. So now I have Another... a milder approach to this. So question marks about Patreon still. I'm thinking maybe, maybe not. Thinking about it though. That's cool. Um, now that you mentioned community, we can also go back to talking about um, that part of the of the streaming aspect, right? It's um, in your uh, weekly live streams, you interact with your community a lot. You chat um, with your fans, and uh, their fans also interact with each other, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, usually uh, people, they gather like 30 minutes before, like 20 minutes before, and they chat with each other, they catch up, uh, which is always heartwarming to to see uh, because there is a live chat feature on YouTube so you can see what's happening um, in um, in the, the live stream before it starts. Uh, so that's really great seeing people getting, um, getting along with each other and we're very proud of our um, time traveler community. That's how we call them, time travelers. Um, mm -hmm. And th there's plenty of good people there and they are checking up uh, on each other like, hey, how are you and all that. And along with commenting on what we're talking about, and this is where I believe a YouTube live is better than Instagram live, is that uh, they interact with each other during the live stream too. So they speak mm -hmm. to each other and they speak to us. Uh, at the same time, whereas on Instagram, people will comment on what you say, but you will never see people talking to each other in the Instagram chat. Or at least I have never seen it. Yes. Uh, I don't know if that is um, how how it is in YouTube live. I honestly don't watch that many uh, live streams on YouTube, but I am very active on Twitch, mm. um, not only as a streamer, but also as a, as a viewer and, and in chat. And mm -hmm. uh, Twitch has uh, lately also incorporated this reply function so that you can directly click on a message and reply to that. And that's how people interact and chat with each other. And mm -hmm. so what I was um, thinking is, has this changed how you interact with your fans on other social media platforms or how they interact with each other in, let's say, Facebook, uh, on your page, in the groups or Instagram, Twitter and the others? Uh, I don't think so. I believe it has enhanced the overall experience for everyone, I think, because it's sort of uh, like for the people who do not miss a live stream because we have a hardcore um, a few dozen people that do not miss even one live streams. They, they are there every time. So for these people, it's a meeting point, like they hang out with their friends, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so it honestly has enhanced everybody's experience. And um, many people... Uh, send me messages telling me that uh, watching the live streams and hanging out with everyone was the best part of 2020. And I'm like, okay, that's a heavy responsibility to bear. But I said, <laughs> it's, it's an honor to hear too. Um, yeah. And it did made me understand that even with our humble um, audience, um, we, we managed to get a point across and create um a good sense of uh, community and uh, gave gave people something extra. So yeah, I believe it's something extra. It didn't change, but it enhanced. That is really nice. I think everybody needed that mm. in the in the last year with all of the pandemic. We mm. really, I 
do think that we really uh, started to seek these kind of um, communities and connections uh, in the digital world. Mm -hmm. And what better than to offer that kind of safe space? Mm -hmm. And that takes me to my question that um, that is kind of important to me right now because I've seen in my own uh, consumption and how I am active in social media, even though, as we just discussed, <laughs> even though it's my work, I mm -hmm. have uh, noticed that nowadays I am on Facebook mostly because of work. Mm -hmm. And um, Instagram, my, my, my time on Instagram has also decreased a lot because nowadays I spend more or I get my interaction with my community on Discord. And that is why, to me, Discord is becoming the new social media star. And I went to... That was my bold statement yesterday. Yeah. And now <laughs> that we are re-recording this... I still find it very interesting. And I put it in my to-do list. I really need to research and read more yeah. on what you said. It's a sort of... Yes. Uh, to, to me, it sounds like, because I'm an outsider at this point, because I've used Discord mm -hmm. like a couple of times, like for a very quick chat, um, it, it sounds like the new kind of social media that is sort of antisocial social media. Because you um, have your inner circle, but you're not out there in the open, open to bullets, so to speak. Like, for example, on Twitter, you say something and anybody can attack you. Like... <laughs> Or join the yes, and that's and that's why I would and that's why I would actually contradict you in that it is the more social social media mm. even because um, and and yes before we 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 start going into that uh, direction um, just to clarify for people who might don't know uh, don't know Discord as well uh, Discord started as well as Twitch as a platform um, mainly for gamers. Um, and well, as um, as I have said before, maybe uh, Twitch then developed to be the streaming platform that covers also or that involves also musicians uh, and artists, visual artists. There are people painting on Twitch live. There are people cooking, uh, making music. There are DJs making virtual parties, etc. Hmm. And then Discord has parallel to that evolved from a mainly from a mainly um, voice chat software to also this kind of community building software so you can uh sign up to discord um, for free and then you have the possibility to um get your own server that's what they're called and in this server you can invite people in you can make different um text channels and different voice channels where people can connect and then uh, connect with each other as well. And so uh, chat and see each other on like video calls mm. and also post photos and videos and memes and things like that. And we were talking to Charlie Rolf from uh, As Everything Unfolds in a podcast episode that it will be published in two weeks from when mm -hmm. this Two weeks after this episode goes, goes online on March 9th. And she told us that she has discovered Discord for herself and for the band um, because, and this is a sneak peek from, from our whole interview, uh, because she felt it was a safer space than on, as you were saying, Sophia, than being uh super public on twitter or facebook and also being vulnerable to critique and attacks from anonymous people who 
and who are just, you know, might just come at you and, and you can't do anything about it or you cannot do much about it. We all know, we all know how, of course, you can delete comments, you can um, block and report people, but it's not as easy as getting almost like a personal invitation to join the safe space that the Discord is. I am, since last week, uh, I have joined uh, the Discord from As Everything Unfolds, and it's super cool to see that there are not so many people, but the people who are there are very active, mm. and uh, they chat with each other about, uh, you know, anecdotes from when they were at different concerts or, or when when something funny happened to the band on stage and everybody remembers or mm -hmm. the ones who don't remember the core they of get the told again about what happened yeah and um and so i think this is kind of um a place or for me in in my experience it has been a place where i can connect to people on a more personal or and intimate level even mm -hmm without uh without it being so uh so public uh and honestly i'm very happy that i um, that my parents are not there you know <laughs> like my parents were on facebook at some point my dad still is right. and he posts really cringy stuff on my birthday <laughs> and it's like damn dude i I'm, I'm happy to to know who is reading my the stuff i post on discord yeah. and to be able to kick the people that i don't want to see my mother is you know, on Instagram and my mother-in-law also is on Instagram. Oh my God. <laughs> they both <laughs> follow um, me. <laughs> this makes me think like on YouTube uh, live chat, like you can join with an alias. You don't need to use your real name. Uh, and there is a live chat uh, that obviously whoever watches it afterwards can replay the live chat. But normally um, nobody who's not interested in the live stream will bother to join. So in that sense, just the people who are directly interested um, are going to be there. So in that sense, without attempting it to be a safe uh, space or a private community, it actually is. It ends mm -hmm. up being, um, be because no, no outsider would bother joining a random person's live stream and say, Hoo -hoo -hoo, and bully the members, you know? <laughs> that would have been weird even for their standards you know so but uh yeah definitely i i understand the benefits of a really really private community uh, and the safety that provides yeah and i mean of course if we go into the very nitty-gritty of it of course everybody can just anonymously make an alias and join everything mm -hmm. it might just be this this impression and this feeling that we have you know it this is like my thing and i make the rules and even if if um you know if if somebody goes against the rules on a on a different platform on a on a on an artist page for example it's you have to go the whole the whole way of reporting to Facebook that someone behaved behaved badly mm. while on a Discord server, I can just do that myself and, mm -hmm. um, you know, erase mm -hmm. the message or uh, kick the person, etc. So it, it might just be uh, a feeling, <laughs> an yeah, illusion. No, 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 I mean, it's... it's but it works. Th there is no, no perfect solution. So it's honestly whatever resonates with each person. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah. Yeah, whatever works for for me might not work for you and the opposite. So th that's why there are so many options. Yes, that is true. So I think... Meow! <laughs> I think we talked about all the, the interesting stuff that we had yesterday. Or Yay! Did we 
forget anything. Is there anything else you want to add to the topic of live streaming? Yeah, um, she, she wanted thing, yeah. to add that uh, very often she crashes our live streams because she wants to get her kitty spa, her brushing, and sometimes she provides backing vocals for our concerts. Uh, like very recently, like two two weeks ago, uh, we were we were singing Genesis acoustic, and she jumped right in the middle when I was like super musician mode on and serious face and taking myself very seriously and she just she just jumped and on the microphone and she basically made everyone deaf so <laughs> a lot of accidents happen in your live stream <laughs> <laughs> yeah a lot of accidents happen in our live stream yeah uh sometimes i i get my head wide open and bleeding on camera and uh, lots of other crap <laughs> Yeah, so people um, join the stream. It's bickering with Sam and Sophia on YouTube every Saturday. And yeah, Kiki and I, we have this heavy metal Friday, obviously, every Friday. So come in, say hi and join us. Um, I want to ask the last question about hey. music because you are working on new material, right? At long last. Yes, uh, quite impressive, I would say. Yeah, I mean, we we didn't have any idea how the third album would shape. You were crabby, grumpy, so the the songs turned out to be aggressive. Yeah, I I was exactly sure of how the the new album would turn out. You were like, oh, we have no idea, and I told you from the beginning. It's like it's gonna be like that. I let things unfold naturally, and I do not like to force situations what i what i wanted what i wanted and and, and the con the one condition that i said was that i want aggressive electronics that's what i'm in the mood for so that's how we started that's that's the first step that we took and uh, that's how we started um the, developing the concept for the album and eventually sam uh funneled all of his grumpiness into the songs and uh, we turned out with some pretty aggressive songs my god we're gonna sound more metal than ever hey yeah will there be death metal vocals as well on the album um, that, that's one of the most popular questions actually <laughs> i've been asked that like a billion <laughs> times um and yes i'm thinking of bringing them back uh, we haven't had them since the human paradox which is our first album in uh 2014 and i'm thinking of bringing them back uh however they are not going to be the main type of vocals because i'm not planning on doing them live in order to preserve my voice mm. uh, and prevent you know from having any accidents but um because really the situation calls for it yes um i'm really talking to my uh, vocal instructor about it how to develop that tool and use it effectively mm -hmm. hopefully we're going to have a new single out in the next couple of months so please look forward to it <laughs> and uh, sam yeah. you know what to do make sophia angry for yeah the yeah level. that's very easy she's already <laughs> angry you will see her after after we you know we switch off he just needs to look <laughs> at me you know to to make me angry and i will start uh, barking barking at the microphone <laughs> perfect <laughs> at me so There is, you know. Oh come on! My eyes are full of love for you. Don't be come stupid. On. You, you piss off Aww. now, trying to pretend <laughs> you're very kind. See, see how it happens. He doesn't believe me, and then. 
my god this is what happens guys just a disclaimer for everyone listening this is what happens when you are um in a relationship um living under the same roof and working together yeah and if you want to see and, and hear more of this other stuff. Um, you can join bickering with sophia and sam <laughs> on youtube <laughs> i guess there is a lot more of this so yeah, thank you so much thank for you being so here much. again <laughs> thank you all for listening i hope this time we got it right guys thank you all for listening um if you want to know more about us or about season of ghosts you can find us on every social media we are everywhere i guess and we will put a lot of stuff into the show notes that are at metal-and-highheels.com slash podcast 85 because it's our 85th episode already. We are getting old <laughs> with yes. this podcast. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. you are doing some honest-to-God hard work and it's paying off and I'm, I'm really a fan, you know. I remember watching you from the first day that you started the podcast and or you were even thinking about it or meeting you for the first time at, in uh, 2014 at Metal Female Voices Festival. And it was... I look like a lamp? Yeah. What kind of lamp? <laughs> was it a, a, a table Your lamp or, or a, bed, like a, lamp. a bed lamp? A bed bed. Bedside lamp. Yeah. Okay. Well, well uh, an abajur. An abajur. Okay, that, that's, a good, that's a good chance to go to Metal and High Heels YouTube to go and find my interview there. <laughs> To, to decide what kind of lamp I looked like. <laughs> Perfect. So people do this once you turn this podcast off. It was a really cool conversation. Also, the episode we did for your album, A Leap of Faith, was a really cool conversation. Indeed. And yes, thank you for being here. Thank you out there for listening. Thank and you for your hard work and thank you for your invitation. Always a pleasure to speak to you girls. Yeah, same on my side. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you and bye-bye. Bye. Bye.